blessings tonight, my sisters and brothers. We thank God for this day. We thank God for this time of prayer. We are sure that God is in our midst. Our prayer is that the Lord will continually fill us. The Lord will continually make his presence known in our lives. And as God has kept us in the past, our faith tells us that God is keeping us now and God is keep, will keep us for the future. We are so happy tonight to welcome to our prayer line the Reverend Lois Stewart, who is a member of our church family, who has always been a blessing to us. And she's coming tonight in her own way. We thank God for her willingness to be in our midst, and we yield the line to her now. Reverend Lois. Thank you, Reverend Elaine. Good evening, my sisters and my brothers all over the world. God bless you. God strengthen you. God encourage you. God, open your understanding tonight to hear his word and to be able to understand and comprehend it, to give you discernment, to give you all that your heart desires from him, so that when we leave this line, we will be better than when we came on it. Just like to use for a topic tonight, trust in God, trust in God. And to start with a scripture from Proverbs, Proverbs 3. Three, five. Trust in and rely confidently on the Lord with all your heart, and do not rely on your own insight or understanding. In all your ways, know and acknowledge and recognize Him, and He will make your paths straight and smooth, removing obstacles that block your way. Do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord with reverent awe and obedience, and turn entirely away from evil. It will be health to your body, your marrow, your nerves, your sinews, your muscles, all your inner parts, and refreshment, physically well-being to your bones. This is what this will be. Amen? Uh, during the course of uh, my short meditation tonight, there will be a few other scriptures if we can get to those, but um, I'd like to try to make sure that we stay within the constraints of the time that has been allotted. Trust in the Lord. So what is trust? What is trust? It's assurance. It's confidence in someone or something. That someone or something can be yourself or someone else. But there are times when even our own trust in ourselves, that trust is wavering. That trust is uncertain. And I don't have to tell you that sometimes trusting in someone else can be disastrous. It may start out seeming like it's fine, but sometimes it can go astray. And sometimes we have misplaced trust. In other words, we put trust in things that we should never have put trust in. We should never even have thought about relying upon or taking part in. And then there's the lack of trust. Someone has done something to you that has caused you to not trust them. It's a strange thing how when we meet somebody, we could give them trust immediately, almost automatically, unless we see some flaw or defect or the Spirit of God tells us, no, 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 not this one. But usually we give trust to people, and it's only if they betray that trust in some way, shape, or form that we withdraw it from them. Withdrawing trust from someone is not an easy thing. It's not an easy thing to do. It's not an easy thing to live with. That broken trust can last for years, for decades. There are some families that are still grappling with broken trust. Broken trust as children, broken trust with families. Broken trust that can even last during a funeral. The 
family members sitting there rather than trying to come to grips with the fact that this person is no longer here can only think about what he or she did to them. A waste of time, a waste of time because it's gone, it's finished. So then when we look at the word trust, we need to understand that God is the only one that is consistently the same day in and day out, week in and week out. Scripture tells us that God is the same yesterday, today, and forever, and yet we still lean upon and rely upon and cling to things and people that we know inwardly in our deep inner being that we cannot trust, and that in some way, shape, or form, they are going to wind up disappointing us. So then we've tried just about everything else that we can try, so why would we not give God a chance? Give God an opportunity to show you what he can do for you. All that we have tried to do has not worked. As the scripture that I read tells us, lean not to your own understanding or to your own insight. We've tried that. The situation is still there. In some cases, it may be worse. And so then, as we stop and we really consider and ponder this, I continue to urge you time and time and time again to give God your trust, to let him move in and through and do the things for you that you cannot do for yourself. Trust is something that is very, very special with God. Scripture tells us that there's no place that God is not. So any place that you or I turn, God is there. God is there trying to help us, to reach out to us, to show us that he loves us. He loves us with an unwavering love, that even though he knows all about us, he loves us anyway, and he still reaches out for us. He still continues to call us through the power of his Holy Spirit to get our attention, to help us to understand that he's not looking to hurt us, but to help us. In these last two and a half years or so, we've been through some things that we never thought we would ever see. Even reading about it could not have prepared us for what we have actually seen, for what we have actually been involved with. And a lot of things that we once trusted in, a lot of systems that we once thought were good and were strong, some of them are not even there anymore. And so in many areas, trust has been broken, trust has been lost, trust has dissolved, trust is just no longer there. And some people are turning around day in and day out, asking themselves, what can I trust in now? I thought I could trust in this. I thought I could trust in that. I thought I could trust in them. But sometimes the them can't help themselves, much less you. So it's really not fair to try to put that kind of obligation on somebody. But that kind of obligation you can put on God, because God's shoulders are big enough, are broad enough, his arms are strong enough to hold us in all of our cares and all of our concerns. On the back of our money, we see, uh, in God we trust. But all too often, it's in everything else we trust except God. And that also includes our money, which some of us have seen dwindle from what we thought we had until maybe having so much less now until you even wonder if there's going to be anything left. But God continues to tell us, continues to assure us of his loving kindness, of his tender mercies, of his ability to do all that he said that he would do. The covenant that God made with Israel, and we were adopted into that covenant, the Gentiles were adopted into that covenant, stands firm today. 
God does want us to be the head and not the tail, above and not beneath. He does want to continue to prosper us. What we should make up in our mind to do is not to stand in God's way, but to stop and to give God free reign within our lives, within our situations, in every area of our lives. As I said earlier, we've tried to do it, and it didn't work. If you could have changed it, you would have changed it already. We're going into a season now that is is um, it's joyful, but it's also sorrowful. It's happy, but it's also sad. There are many things within it. And when you stop and you take a look at the, at the Christmas story, you can see that this is nothing that is new. From the beginning, from the time that the angels appeared to the shepherds and proclaimed that Christ had been born and where he could be found, nothing has changed. It's the same. In many instances, our world is still in turmoil. It is still turned upside down, not necessarily because of a census, but because of disease, because of something that we can't quite get a handle on just yet. We've tried everything, and some of us have come so far that we're saying it's gone, it's over, it's finished, and yet so many people are still leaving because of it. So we've tried, we've tried, and we've tried. So how about now giving God an opportunity, giving God a chance to move in and through our lives, to to help us, to to touch us, and to strengthen us, and to encourage us, and to show us that He can and will move in every area of our lives if we would just give Him an opportunity, if we will just give Him a chance, if we will just humble ourselves before Him, if we will just seek Him while He can still be found. He tells us in Isaiah that He will keep us in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on Him because we trust in Him. I don't know how many of us are out there tonight that don't have the peace that we wish that we have, that are walking back and forth, that are not getting a good, sound night's sleep, who go to bed tired, who wake up tired, who toss and turn all night long and all during the day, who sometimes find ourselves actually wringing our hands trying to consider what it is that we're going to do. We should be at a point where we can let it go where we can give it all to God, whether it was good, whether it was bad, whether it was ugly, or anything that's all in between. The broken trust, the lack of trust, the misplaced trust. We should be at a point now to see that we cannot do anything about it and allow God to come into our hearts, into our lives, and to help us, to strengthen and encourage us, to begin to work the situation out. Trust is a a very peculiar thing. But trust with God is a very sure thing. It's a very confident thing. Because through everything that we have been through, there has been no time that God has not been with us. He told us in his word that he would never leave us nor forsake us, and he would be with us even to the end of the age. And God is still keeping his promise to you and to me today. So whatever it is that you're going through, whatever it is that you have been through, whatever it is that still nagging at you, whatever is causing that negative meditation that is called stress, whatever it is, we need to let it go and give it to God and let God work on it. So tonight, 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 as we pray, as we pray, let us determine in our own hearts and spirit and soul and mind and body that we can't fix it. 
But God is big enough and strong enough and loving and kind and merciful enough to do that and so very, very much more, more than we can ever consider, more than we could ever think of, more than we could ever hope for. And so as we join our hearts together in prayer, trust God. Trust God. We've tried trusting so many other things, but trust God. I don't mean to sound like a broken record, but sometimes in saying things one or two times, it gets us to really begin to center on them, to zero in on them. Even times when we're reading Scripture, we can run from one Scripture to another to another. We need to stop and begin to meditate on the Scriptures and to allow the Holy Spirit to speak to us. We're looking for peace. We're looking for understanding. We're looking for so many things, and God has them. There is nothing that we need that God does not have and has not already made provisions for. The problem comes in when we don't accept it. And we don't accept it because sometimes we don't see it, and we don't see it because sometimes our minds are not stayed on God. Let us join our heart together in prayer. Father God, in the name of thy Son, Jesus the Christ, we come to thee tonight as humbly as we know how. We come with joy and thanksgiving. We come with concern and aggravation. We come with pain. We come with request as well as with thanksgiving. And so we ask you, Lord, to forgive us. Forgive us, Lord, for the things this day that we may have done that was displeasing to you, that may have been a transgression against you and certainly may have been a transgression against someone else. We come tonight asking for forgiveness for some of the things that we need to forgive ourselves for. And we want to lean upon and rely upon you. We want to draw nearer to you and to have you draw nearer to us. We want to be held in your arms. We want to be comforted. We want to be strengthened. We want to get understanding. And Lord, we confess that we don't know any place else that it can come from but from you. And so tonight, tonight, your word tells us that where two or three are gathered together, there you are in our midst. And so for those all over the world who are on this line tonight, we are coming together under the blood-stained banner of Jesus the Christ, and in the mighty and matchless and holy name of Jesus, leaning upon and relying upon you, Lord, seeking you while you can still be found. And we come together and we stand firm against, in the name of Jesus Christ and by his blood, fear. In the name of Jesus Christ, we bind any attempt of fear to attempt to come over us in any way, shape, or form. We stand against confusion. We confess that our minds are clear, that understanding and wisdom and knowledge are coming in. We confess that those things that were not clear to us before are becoming clearer now, that the veil is being swept away, that the cloud is being dissipated. We come against anger, Lord. We determine in our lives not to allow things and people to make us angry. We have the power to determine what we're going to be angry about. And from this moment forward, we take control over our own minds, O oh God, and determine what we will and what we will not allow to come in and to make us anger and to lash out in anger. We come against panic. No panic can, can cause us to make a move, Lord, that we should not make, but rather to stop and to think and to consider and to hear your small, still voice through the power of your Holy Spirit telling us which way to turn, which way to go. 
We come against jealousy and envy. It has no place in our lives. And we come against the fact that Satan can no longer use it to keep us separated one from another, to help us to look at another person in a way that we should not look at them, sometimes not even knowing them. We come against all forms of hatred in the name of Jesus Christ and by his blood and haters. So many things are coming out, Lord. So many things are being revealed. But with the wisdom and knowledge that we are seeking from you, you are helping us to understand that just like a boil that has to be broken so that the poison can come out, sometimes hatred and anger has to be revealed so that we will know what to pray for, so that we will know what to stand against. And so no matter how vile it has been, no matter how insidious it has been, we stand against it. And we determine not to allow it to affect our hearts, our lives, and help us to pray for the haters, oh God. Help us to pray for them in every area and help us to be united one with another in you under the bloodstained banner of Jesus the Christ. And under his bloodstained banner, we release tonight, Lord, love. Love for you, love for your word, love for your son, love for your Holy Spirit, love for our neighbors wherever they are, all across this world. We may never see them, we may never know their names, but we speak forth love to them. We speak forth kindness to them, and we also release kindness to ourselves. Sometimes we attempt to show it to others, but we do not attempt to show it to ourselves. We release joy. Joy in the name of Jesus Christ and by his blood during this season. Joy that can overcome us and, and, and just sweep us into places that we want to be in and we have not known that we could attain. And peace. Peace and strength, Lord. And wisdom and knowledge and sound understanding. We release a clean and a safe atmosphere. Swept clean of all haze and all malice and all things that are not of you all around us and wherever I go, we go, excuse me, wherever we go, a clean atmosphere, a safe atmosphere. And we ask you to continue to keep us under the blood of your son, Jesus the Christ, Lord. And tonight, tonight, if there's anyone on this line that has not yet received you and asked you to be their Lord and Savior and Redeemer and to come into their lives, Lord, tonight, tonight. Let them do that. These and other things we ask and thank you for and claim them in the name of thy son, Jesus the Christ, and by his blood. Amen. Amen. And amen. Amen and amen. We thank God tonight for you, Reverend Lois. We thank God for your words of meditation, your words of encouragement, your words of challenge. And we thank you for that prayer. My sisters and brothers, this is a certainly a good night. This has been a blessed night, and we pray that you will join us on tomorrow morning at 9 o'clock a.m. when Reverend Carson and ministers from our church will lead us again in prayer. We hope that your night will be uh, blessed. We pray that the peace of God, which passes all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds. And we pray that we will continue to cry out to God, for indeed our hope is in him. Thank you again so much for joining us, and good night. Good night.